thanks for joining us for episode 10 of Couples Inc., a place where we help couples work better together. The first and third Wednesday of each month, we drop episodes with advice, tips, and real-world experience for partnering in business and life. I'm Jody, a business owner and communication strategist, and once, way before cell phones and GPS, I asked a guy at a gas station how to get to the interstate. His response began with, they say, as if it had, he had never been to the interstate or it was some mythical place. And to this day, I wonder if it was the beginning of a horror movie and I am lucky to get out of life. Yeah, that was just a rehearsal. They I guess. say. Yeah, they say. I'm Glenn, Jody's partner in life and business and the proud owner of a credit on the Internet Movie Database, imdb.com. I'll flesh out my Hollywood profile and report the experience on a future episode. That's right, you do. You are like, how many degrees from Kevin Bacon? I am Kevin Bacon. I thought you were Glenn Berkland. All right. On today's show, we talk about corporate giving and interview a couple about the challenges of working with your spouse. At the end of the episode, we host our own championship tournament with some personalized bracketology. Now, without further ado, let's get started with episode 10 of Couples Inc. talk about uh, corporate giving and when I use the word corporate it doesn't necessarily mean you have to be a large corporation it just means charitable giving by a business and I did some research on this and hey it's my turn to research usually that's your your gig but anyway small businesses donate 250 percent more than larger businesses to local nonprofits and community causes and this came from a group called uh, SCORE yeah, the Service Corps of Retired Executives. Right, right. So they're like a, a huge volunteer network of expert yeah. business members. Yeah. And they did this survey and the fact that, you know, 250% more. They also noted that 75% of small business owners donate an average of 6% of their profits to charitable organizations each year. Mm. That's a lot. Those are our numbers. But the bottom line, small businesses are really making a big difference in their community with their charitable donations. Making a dent. Making yeah. a dent. And another, some some more statistics real quick. Why is this important? Well, 85% of consumers have a more positive image of companies that give to charities, and 90% of consumers want to know how companies are supporting charitable causes. So, obviously, small businesses are doing it, and people care about it. So, mm-hmm. let's talk about how... One can go about doing more in their community or raising awareness of what they're doing in their community when it comes to charitable giving. Okay. So there, I kind of break it down into three possible ways a small business can do this. Right. A case-by-case basis, mm-hmm. what you care about or fits your brand, mm-hmm. or creating your own program. So let's kind of break those down. A case-by-case basis could be there's a tornado in your community yeah. or a flood. Yeah. You've probably seen different groups do something, you know, related to that. Yeah, that's kind of hyper-local. Very much so. Yeah. And very community, you know, I'm a part of the community and I want to respond. So it's case-by-case basis. Maybe it's, you know, sparked by some recent tragedy. Or maybe it's a huge local event that everybody gets involved in, you know, like it's an arts fair or a... Um, food truck festival or something, you know, it's just something that, you know, that that kind of happens. It may not be tied to your brand and it may not be something you're passionate about, but on a case-by-case basis, it's something that you want to be a part of because either it's, you know, kind of, I guess, part of your community and you want to be a part of it or it's a reaction to something. Yeah. I know when I used to work for nonprofits, 
it it kind of bugged me when I would go to someplace and a small business, we'd ask for a donation and oh, whether it was yeah. for silent auction or whatever, and they would say, oh, we don't give. It didn't bother me that they wouldn't give to us, but it's like, go ahead and say, oh, I've already, you know, I, I have some charities I already work with. I think some people, some small businesses are afraid that if they do one charitable donation, they'll be hit up by all of them. And I think most people, most of them understand that if you have some that are dear, you know, to your heart or there is something you want to be involved in, then that's what you'll choose. Go like ahead a, and do it. Uh, senior high school yearbook sales. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was, that was one of my first little sidebar story. Um, I sold advertising for our high school newspaper. Yeah. And you I went, didn't. I know. I mean, it, was a, it was a way to get out of, out of class. Yeah, so I went, exactly. and I was like, you know, trying to put on the big sale, like, well, yes, this newspaper is, yeah, re- like read by the students, but they pass it on to their parents and all that. And the person, it was at a fast food restaurant, I'm not going to call them out, but it was a manager. And she just laughed at me and she goes, Seriously, it doesn't get passed around to anybody else. Okay, but mind you, I think the ad was like $20 maybe yeah, or yeah. less, maybe yeah. $12. I mean, it's like I'm a, I'm a high school junior and you're trying to like call me out on my sales strategy. You know, at least you didn't get the blowback. Well, if I donate to you, then I'll get others at my door pretty soon. Exactly, which mm-hmm. goes back to that whole like, it's okay, tell them you already donated or you do something yeah. like that. You know, what mm-hmm. if it's something you truly as a person care about or yeah. fits your company? You sure. know, it's yeah. a cause that is dear to your heart or a lot of your employees. There are times when that is is really important to get involved in and you can kind of even dive deeper than the occasional like silent auction donation right yeah the uh, to me the the thing that fits most with your company mm-hmm. and there are other but that's the best there are other um i guess factors that go into this like personal acquaintance because a lot of times if you're a small business you're going to be dealing person to person with the the people that are in that nonprofit that charitable organization. So you may have uh, acquaintances there, even family members that you're familiar with. There may be people uh, that work for you that are part of your team that have those personal acquaintances and connections. So that's a factor too, I think. Yeah, or if someone in your company is going through something. I know that when I've worked at places when I was going through breast cancer. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, suddenly you see that they all want to sign up for whatever race or fundraiser. And that just shows that your company or your business is more than just people showing up and clocking in. It, It really kind of resonates with what your company cares about and what it stands for. Absolutely. Yeah. I know that there was a client that we had uh, several years ago that took this so much to heart that they formed a team for the local Race for the Cure chapter. And they were involved heavily that year in making t-shirts, making the team part of your experience, and it became part of their cause too. Yeah, that's the kind of thing that it may not be something that um, you've thought about supporting in the past, but the fact that you something sparked your interest in this mm-hmm. is some says something about your humanity yeah. and your connection to people. Yeah. Um, so whether it is someone who's a vendor or someone who is an employee or a family member. I know we've had people who support the Alzheimer's organization because of family members. Yes. I think when you're looking at charitable donations and charitable causes, look beyond, definitely look beyond the tax write-off. Yes. Look beyond, <laughs> and even look beyond where, you you know, well, my logo will be on this T-shirt. Yeah. That's, that's fine, but it really is more about 
telling your story as a business. And maybe you have people in your company who want to form teams or wear t-shirts or participate. It excites people who work there that think, hey, this is a company that I want to be a part of. Yeah, it, it expands your donation because the money is okay. That's a nice thing. But to commit the resources that sometimes take away from your productivity shows that you truly do have a grassroots commitment to that cause. Oh, yeah. And that's something that, that makes a fit, and it forms a relationship that may extend through years or even decades of being in business. Well, some companies actually offer their employees paid time off to volunteer mm-hmm. for, say, whatever organization the, the company or business has really been devoted to, or, again, when they're racing. So all those things are kind of part HR, energizing your, your staff, it's also telling your story. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the logo placement, that's, you know, that's all great. Those are things that we would offer as a nonprofit. Oh, yeah, you'll get your logo on the T-shirt. That's just the beginning. You could tell the whole story of your team training on Facebook. Yeah. You know, getting ready for this. I was just about to mention the social media aspect really deepens that reach. Yeah. And so you're helping the charity. You're also helping your company and your employees express more of who they are. And Mm -hmm. that is really, I think, the most important part about social media is being able to share the the actual human being side of your business. The non-irritating side of social media. Yes. Not the, you know, granted, we place ads for clients too, but getting, you know, we'll see a lot more engagement on things on social And that's not the reason to donate to charity, but it is a benefit. We will see so much more engagement when you see a person that you're like, oh, I know her. She is the waitress who always, you know, does it says hi and makes me feel really great when I go to this restaurant. I didn't know she was going to be racing in whatever, you know, in honor of the someone they're, you know, the charity or whatever their their cause is. You know, wow, that's really great. So you've you've kind of, you know, it's very endearing. You know, and it's part of the community connection that you want to foster. It, it becomes authentic that way instead of just saying we're part of the community. You're really putting your money where your mouth is, and that's something local businesses alone can do. Yeah, you know, yeah, you have large donations coming from huge entities, but it's the local business that is giving to that little league team. It's the local business that is involved in the soup kitchen or the, um, you know, supplies for kids, school supplies. You know, those are the the things that local businesses do. And it just is something that sets you apart and does make you part of the community. So, so, so we definitely believe case by case, whatever, you know, if there's something going on, but if there's a way that you could find something, you know, the second way, a charity that you as a company and as employees believe in, that's even better because then mm-hmm. you get total buy-in. Now, the third thing, this is a lot more complicated and usually it's something reserved to mid-sized businesses, but that's creating your own program. Oh, yeah. Like doing a scholarship or a grant program. Yeah. It's something that I don't necessarily know a lot of smaller businesses can do. You can do a scholarship um, if it's, you know, something that you want to support in your community. Um, maybe it's an intern program that you have at your business. And the in, at the end of the internship that you make an announcement that you're giving this scholarship to this person. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's something that, that actually helps your industry. Say you're an electrician 
and your company okay, has several. I'm an electrician. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. Do you have that. any lights out? I knew you were do that. Uh, anyway, say you're say you're company. You're an electrician with several you know professionals, but you're finding that your industry isn't growing because you don't have as many people coming in. Well, maybe that's when you do a scholarship to a training program to get the next generation of electricians. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of like, again, that's community focus. It's a lot bigger than just giving a donation. More like a trade scholarship. Yeah. Yeah. So you could do something like that. So I feel like that is something that really, it takes a lot more work. But if you are truly committed to a certain cause, and then you also see the benefit, Mm -hmm. it might be worth creating a scholarship or a grant program. You know, say you're a business that wants to give grants to other um to nonprofits that are working on a cause that you care about well you can set that up you know our guest in the later segment of this episode uh chuck and deborah have uh an internship program that they established many many years ago and i know that through that they've been able to mentor some people who have gone on to either form their own business or who have worked a long time in their industry and that's helped the industry to advance and thrive yeah i kind of feel like i mean you yes it may be your future competitor but if you're helping your industry as a whole you know doing some sort of internship slash scholarship program or paid apprenticeship program you know that may not be may not fall technically under charity, but I think it still is about community goodwill. Right. And I think people would like to know that you're doing something to help young people become more familiar with the world they're they're you know coming into. And it doesn't have to be something that has money involved. Mm-hmm. The time going back to that aspect of it is really essential, and it very much shows your commitment to again your industry. And to the well-being and the future of the person that's in the internship program. Oh, my gosh. Mentor programs. There yeah. are tons of things that you can go into schools and teach business or economics to mm. young kids. You can mentor things. That's a matter of time, but that is also you contributing to the community. Um, I think – I really think the bottom line in, you know, when we say corporate giving, charitable donations, community involvement, is find out what it is that you – care about your employees care about or what the community needs and hopefully it's maybe all three that kind of blend together sure and do what you can and it, like you said it could be volunteer hours it doesn't have to be financial it yeah. could be you know just being able to promote something or maybe if you're a retail business a percentage of sales or you know a donation based on sales so you're still still benefiting yourself but you're you're raising awareness of the charity and raising some money yeah Our guests on the interview segment of this episode are Chuck and Deborah Johnson, who have owned a business called Big Bad Wolf Creative for nearly three decades. We spoke with them recently from their offices in Fort Worth, Texas. Chuck and Deborah, I guess either one of you can can take this question. It's kind of a softball. How long have you been married and how long have you worked together? Chuck's better on dates. Go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that sounds like well that sounds like a good thing <laughs> to be better on dates yeah he's good he's better on remembering well, this, hot anniversaries and everything this is our 35th wedding anniversary and we've been working together since uh summer of 1994 28 years so over the 28 years what do you think has been 
the most satisfying and best part of working together? Well, for me, it's uh, we both enjoyed successes uh, over these years. Of course, we've had some some down times, but uh, I think for the most part, we we've enjoyed working together. Um, as I've told many people, it's great that your accountant slash uh, business manager is someone you can trust, and and I think that uh, that really the the key thing in our success working together is we're both very stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> how, I've never heard that as a good thing, but explain more about how stubbornness has been your key to success. Deb, you want to take it? No, you brought it up. I'm fascinated. <laughs> I want to hear what you have to say. Well, the the dynamics uh, of working together are are many. So I think really the biggest challenge we've had is being able to maintain that difference uh, difference between business and home. Um, but the stubborn part is that we are willing to make it work. Uh, I mean, essentially that's it. So, uh, so kind of what I'm hearing is your stubbornness is you're just stubborn enough to have some non-negotiables in terms of how you guys treat the business and then treat your the business and personal separation. So you kind of are, maybe that's where your stubbornness comes in is that you're willing to work through it and make it work the best way it, it is because you're not you know, going to admit, admit failure. Is that kind of what I'm hearing? Yeah, and, and I can probably take that a little bit further in that we're, we're vested in each other, uh, personal, uh, family, as well as business. So honestly, it would be really scary to just say, you know, chuck it all and let's not have business anymore. Chuck put it as being stubborn. I think we, I say it's holding the tiger by the tail because it's going to be just as, it's going to be harder to let go than it is to hang on. Mm -hmm. Kind of a wild ride. Oh, it's been a wild ride. Sure. Um, I kind of hear in some of the instances that you guys, and we hear this a lot from other couples, is a, one secret is to have clearly defined roles and goals within the company. And it sounds like you guys have figured out what you're going to do in the company so that you don't step on each other's toes and you have a clearly identified role. Is that true? When we first started out, um, <laughs> even before business, Deborah would voluntarily uh, bounce my checkbook when we first got married. Actually, even before we got married, that uh, was so she was really the joke really was good. the joke was the fact that uh, he he said he was he married me because I would I balanced his checkbook and did his income taxes and it's good because I'm not much of a cook. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm not going to sell Deborah short. She is really good at organizing, uh, making sure that uh, AP AR is working. Uh, billing. The other thing I loved what you said, Chuck, about trust. I mean, that is when you are talking about the operations of a business, having trust is is important. But as a couple, you have that trust kind of built in, and that's definitely an advantage. An advantage. Would you say that? Oh, definitely. I was telling my intern who's sitting right here about that this morning that. Um, Generally, if you can find a person in the family to do the books, you really don't have to worry about that part of the business too much. 
real briefly, you mentioned intern and uh, some of the things that people may not know about is that you're also a teacher. Just real quick, if you could touch on any uh, experience that you have with some of your former students starting their own businesses, uh, any any kind of trend in that direction, or do you think that people are hesitant to do it or just what you've seen? Yeah, sure. So um, as a matter of fact, I had lunch with one of my former students uh, when he was there at Tarrant County College. He uh, has since formed his own business, and I've got probably six or seven other former students who have done the same. Uh, they've formed their own business. Back in the day, a family-owned business or a mom-and-pop shop was sort of the norm. I mean, long time ago. And now I'm wondering if that is making a comeback post-pandemic. More people are wanting more control over their schedule. And they are, are you seeing an increase in people wanting to start family businesses or couples in business? I'm seeing more and more of that, just talking to people, uh, you know, looking at the magazines, trade magazines and social media. I'm a big uh, Reddit follower and there is uh, some entrepreneurial type uh, uh, Reddit, uh, subreddits, and uh, I always follow those. Um, yeah, I, I think I think so, especially since so many people quit their jobs and trying to find something else. That's pretty amazing. And inspiring. It is inspiring, especially when you look at it from the aspect, Chuck, that you have passed on some of these skills that you've learned over the last 28 years to the new generation, and they're going to be the ones that, you know, uh, pick up the torch. Hopefully. I'll try to help whenever I can. Well, congratulations to you both on uh, 28 years, and thanks again for joining us on the podcast. You're welcome. Okay. Feel the excitement. Feel the tension. Feel all the feels. From the world headquarters of Couples, Inc., it's time for the Couples, Inc. Favorites Face-Off. Well, here we are. This is set A of our bracketology, the personal bracketology that we promised at the beginning of the episode. Mm -hmm. Promise and deliver. Yes, this is the delivery of that promise, the fulfillment of that promise. Promises made, promises kept. Under promise, over deliver. Yes, that's what (laughs) I like. All right. You're going to ask me... I'm going to ask you. First? Okay. And then I'll do yours. Okay. Okay. In this particular section of the bracket, Mm -hmm. Cozy Crime Mystery Book versus Cozy Crime Mystery TV Binge. Ooh. I knew that was going to be your answer. Yes. Why are you doing that? It's it's a yes. So Uh, it's a tie. Yes. Do they both advance to the next round? That can't be. That's un American. Ooh, this is tough because I do love them both. Mm-hmm. But as of lately, I have been watching more cozy mystery TV and reading more literary fiction or more um, more suspenseful. You know, I've got I still have the cozies in there, but I've kind of ramped up. So let's go with the cozy mystery TV binge. And while we're talking about this, I have a correction from last episode. Oh, I said Broken Wood, and I said Australian. How dare me? It's a New Zealand. The Broken Wood Mysteries is a New oh, Zealand series. So man. I would I've insulted all none of our Australian 
listeners for, for and our non-existent New Zealand audience. New Zealand we audience. apologize. Yeah, but they'll tell them both. The, the Australian also yes. audience that we don't so, have. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry, mate. Anyway, so um, I will go with the TV binge. Mystery, cozy, mystery TV binge. Very That's well. That's the of that bracket. Okay. All right, here's yours. Okay. Your favorite bourbon versus your favorite craft beer. Is this a desert island type thing? So you have well, to that's choose what I was one say, and do without the other for all time. I don't know how this works. I mean, because yeah, you're right. Is it the one? But I think at this moment, if mm. they were to battle it out right now, what is the winner for you? Uh, you know, for the versatility, I have to go with beer. All right. Yeah. So beer. Beer it is. All right. Next. Pasta. Or chocolate. <gasps> How dare you? I know, right? How dare you? Oh, yes, you can bracket everything, but should you? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I should and I did. Okay, okay. That's why this tournament is so tough. It is. Yeah. Um. All right. I do love pasta. But I really love chocolate. Chocolate is the winner. My final answer. It's chocolate. Chocolate. Okay, you're going to hate me on this. Okay, this is your challenge or your right. bracket. Okay, hit me. Coffee with Bob Dylan or one more album from David Bowie. Mind blown. And it's, it's one this, that you didn't know about, like with David Bowie. It's yeah, like a right, brand new, right, and, he's, and I realize he's passed away, but yeah. it's a new album. You know, as much as I have thought that it would be great to have a few words with Bob Dylan. Mm-hmm. And Bob, if you're listening, you can sponsor this podcast. <laughs> I And meet up for coffee. It's almost like you put yourself in that position with somebody that's of renown. Let's mm-hmm. say that it's an ex-president or uh, like, like in this case, uh, a musical artist or somebody who's an author. What are you really going to talk about? Oh, we really like your music. Yeah, that's true. Okay, it does get... Uh, yeah. So in this case, I'm going to choose the new album from David Bowie. All right. All right. Now, our championship round. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have to choose between... The TV binge, the uh-huh. mystery TV show, mm-hmm. or the chocolate. Go on chocolate. Chocolate is always going to win. Wow. I love the TV binge of Cozy Mysteries. That makes sense because that is kind of a... a compared to chocolate for you, that's a recent development. Mm-hmm. You really haven't been on that for very long, maybe a few years. Yeah. We're chocolate. Yeah. We go way back. That's I think they put that in your mom's IV when you were born. I think so. So I would have to go with, yeah, chocolate all the way. Okay. For you, it's your favorite craft beer or one more album from David Bowie. Oh, man. Um, As fulfilling as I find beer Mm -hmm. and filling, obviously. It doesn't have the same type of suds as a new album from David Bowie. So I'm going to go with a Bowie album. Woohoo! I had a feeling that would win out. Did you really? Well, once you finish, at first I really did think you were going to do coffee with Bob Dylan. But, or craft beer with Bob Dylan. That's short-circuiting everything. I can't, (laughs) uh, does not compute. Sorry. Now, or me, watching a uh, mystery Cozy mystery TV uh, series uh, and eating chocolate. Oh, that's, yeah. Yeah. Heaven. Yeah. All but right. But you can't do that in this tournament. 
No, we have to choose. So there we go. The championship of uh, our likes and dislikes. So Couples Inc. Championship. And we've got a winner. You're going to be listening to a new album from David Bowie while I eat chocolate. Thanks for listening to Couples Inc., a place where we help couples work better together. We drop new episodes the first and third Wednesday of each month, but to make sure you don't miss a show, follow us wherever fine podcasts are published. And if you enjoyed this episode and you want to support the podcast, share it with others, post it on social media, or leave a rating or review. And please visit our website, couplesincpodcast.com. That's couplesincpodcast.com. To learn more about us, review show notes, or leave us a message. Until next time.